Hello and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, the podcast where we take a random topic each week and we cast our views on it. I'm Dan. And I'm Lou. And we'll be your hosts for the next 60 to however many minutes we can get out of this <laughs> subject. <laughs> no, I was just about to say that's a really positive way to start the episode. Like, how can we drag this to 60 minutes? <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be interpreted. Well, we were supposed to be recording yesterday another topic with another podcast but i had to cancel at the last minute so we've had to reschedule that so leo allen if you're listening apologies i know i've apologized to you about 20 times through twitter but yeah it's all my fault i know i said it was lou's fault but no it was actually all my fault (laughs) no i didn't you yeah yeah you definitely did you definitely let's let's be honest (laughs) i I didn't blame you so we well, I say we, this is all me. I had to choose a new subject, quite short notice. So we've had about 24 hours, really, to, to think about this one, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. It's been a short turnaround, but I feel like it will be a good ep, though, still, to be fair. I think so, as all of ours are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before we get into it, you had a good week? Um, yeah, it's been all right. It's only just started, though. <laughs> <laughs> we've had, like, the last couple of days, we've had our first real sort of proper storms for ages, haven't we? Yeah, it was awful. Like, I and do you know what was really weird about the weather as well? Is it was like thundering downpour for ten minutes, then it stopped completely. Then it was more thundering downpour, stopped completely, more thundering downpour. And I live like near fields and stuff, so if you looked out of my window, you could actually see lightning hitting the ground. It was brilliant. Yeah, yesterday being Sunday, we had in the south of England anyway. We had quite a lot of thunderstorms, didn't we? Now, what was funny for me was. So where I lived, it was absolutely bucket bucketing it down from about 7am. And I left the house, so we were going to London. So I left the house at 11 and we went actually from the next town over because there's more trains that go from that station. Yeah, all the way down the motorway, you couldn't see there was so much rain. Then we parked up and the sun came out and it was beautiful. Get to London and walking around. And obviously because they've then got like layered up because it was that awful weather and you've got like a heavy raincoat on, then having to take all the layers off. And then we go into a show and come out of it. So we go in about four o'clock, come out eight o'clock, 8.30, and the, the ground's wet again. And then today on TikTok, which is, again, I've said again, my source of all news and information, where we were in London, I've seen all these pictures of all these people battling through the rain and the thunder and lightning, but we were in a show and we still <laughs> came out. And it... <laughs> But yeah, I saw pictures of where I live on the local Facebook group. Yeah, people showing lightning just sort of arcing above the houses it looked amazing and we got a really weird cool sunset as well as a result didn't we like there were pictures of london which looked bloody amazing oh like i said i was inside so i got out and I'd, I'd missed it all and i was thinking what's everyone going on about um <laughs> yeah other than that again it's been a fairly nondescript week so i think i think we should just get into some messages from our friends yeah go for it so we'll hear from the fuck my work life podcast j and k they do a load of stories and episodes about people's work lives um at time of recording the last episode was about people's excuses for calling up sick from work (laughs) and if you uh if you listen to it you'll hear some familiar voices not ours but some friends of the show um calling up with some very original and innovative excuses we'll hear from them now check fuck my work life out is work getting you down 
Or do you love your job but want to hear all about the other 98% of the population who don't? Then hop on over to your favorite podcast app and give the Fuck My Work Life podcast a listen. Each week, J and K bring you a variety of workplace stories that will have you laughing even on your worst day. That's the Fuck My Work Life podcast. And we're back. So, Lou, real short turnaround subject, reality TV. Yeah, reality TV. I feel like I might have a different perception because this is good because I feel like we always have a little bit of a discrepancy when it comes to like timings and age. So I'm interested oh, to know shit. what like our <laughs> earliest experiences of reality TV because I feel like as well, my definition to reality TV might differ a little bit to yours. Driving home from the station last night, weirdly, I was actually thinking maybe we should discuss this. What do you define or what do we define as reality TV? Because when I was kind of just looking up some articles... They were chucking shows in there, which I disagree being reality TV. Yeah, I saw like a top 50 and I think it was the IMDb top 50. Um, And again, I looked at them and thought that, yeah, it doesn't really feel like reality TV to me in, in, in what I would traditionally say it is, if that makes sense. In my head, if I say to you how I think of it. So firstly, it wouldn't be a, a documentary as in a one off, like hour long documentary. I don't think. I, you can't, I don't think you could class that as I, a reality TV that is a documentary. I also think, because I've seen some game shows in there. Now, if it's a game show, as in in a studio, etc., I don't think that either. I'm not talking about some people call Big Brother a game show. No, because I think you're putting people into a scenario and watching how they live their life. I'm talking about normal people you know normal members of the public in a quiz show because i've seen some people yeah. call like quiz shows reality tv which i don't agree with so for me it's it can be a game show it can be partly scripted which we'll come on to later without sounding hypocritical but i think it's a show where people are either in a setting of their own or are doing something that is of their own life if you know what i mean to them yeah, yeah. So for me, it was all about the, the show being more about the people as opposed to a thing that they were doing. So as well, for me, a show where like, like I saw Stanley Tucci's, you know, like his Exploring Italy program that he's oh, got yeah, going on. Yeah, there. Yeah. That was in there. But to me, that's not really a reality TV program as much as it's about him traveling and like showcasing bits of the world to the audience. So for me, the showcase of the world is more so what the program's about as opposed to just like the human behavior similarly i saw clarkson's farm down which yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of i get it a little bit more than the stanley tucci one but i still think that clarkson's farm is more so a comedy as opposed to anything else and we'll come on to this as well can it be reality tv if it's a celebrity yeah, that's also a very good question. But then again, I would turn around and say that the Kardashians is reality TV because it's all about just them. So they are the draw for the, they are the force pushing the program rather than there being a side thing. So Clarkson's farm is about him, but in the context of the farm, just like I wouldn't say that Top Gear is a reality TV program because it's about the cars. If you take away the farm from Clarkson's farm, you, do you know what I mean? As opposed to all of the other storylines about the Kardashians. That's that's where the difference is to me. The thing, though, about Clarkson's farm, though, that feels to me, though, that it's a setup. That is, it's a vehicle for him rather than it being a, oh, let's film a farmer. Because you could film, I, I haven't seen the show, I'll be honest with you. 
if it is about a farm, you could go to a farm and nobody knows about. Yeah, that's true. But then again, like I said, is that more so then about the content? So for me, the content isn't really as much about Jeremy Clarkson as is what he's doing. So if the show focuses more so on what they're doing as opposed to the people... So, like, for instance, what's that program with those two really overweight sisters, My 500 Pound Life or something? This program is about, like, them and their, like, weight loss journey. And I put that really loosely in quotation marks, as Dan can see me doing on camera now. Um, But it's not. It's really just about them and the comedy that they provide to the program. It's just a sideshow, the fact that they get weighed once an episode, if that makes sense. So the show isn't about the weight loss. It's about them. So to me, Clarkson's farm is about the farm as opposed to, and then having Jeremy Clarkson as the comedic element. Yeah, so that's the that's the difference I would draw. So like the Kardashians, it's just about them being on camera and having drama amongst them. There's no other thing that the show focuses on, basically. Yeah, I think we kind of agree, but I think we probably, and it might be a, either an age thing because of what we've grown up with in terms of technology, possibly, and celebrity. I think we might have a few variations on maybe the the programs that sit on on the edge. Like I think we could agree that say Big Brother is reality TV, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And the the next show I'll, I'll I'll throw in. I absolutely love the show. It is probably one of my favourite shows featured on the list of reality TV, and I wouldn't put it in even though I love it. And it's the Great British Bake Off. Or in America, the Great British Baking Show, they call it. Yeah, again, because to me, the show is more about baking than it is the people. The people are just an an accompaniment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's the same every week. It's baking. And if they were following the people, which... Now now I'm starting to question that, though. So the X Factor, we would class that as reality TV. But then again... One of my problems with the X Factor is that they go too much into the people. Right, yeah. See, so stories. That, yeah, so that's the thing. I feel like that fits the definition because whenever you get people that go far, they tell the story about the person and the talent is really just the accompaniment to the person. So let's look yeah. at the people that have been successful. They've not necessarily been the best singers or performers on these programmes, but they have been the best characters who are the most marketable and have the most interesting stories. Because yeah. we know every yeah. time we sit down and watch an episode of The X Factor... It's going to be like my dog died last week and I've decided to sing this song because I, it was in memory of little Mr. Bojangles or whatever the cat's name yeah. is or dog's name. Do you know what I mean? That That's the way that I would view that. All right, cool. I think we're going to talk about a lot of these things. <laughs> and what I did initially was, again, whether you agree with some of the things that are classed, I'm not going to obviously go into everything, but I was looking at a very brief timeline. Now, we think of reality TV as being a fairly modern thing, like a 2000s thing, right? Yeah. Mainly, mainly. Then I used to, I remember in the 90s, for me, it kicked off a lot there. We had things like driving school and airline. I don't know. I know, well, driving school. No, no, you were, you were born then. You're only four or five. But um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was definitely sitting down at nine o'clock to watch driving school when I was four or five. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then I started looking, and and the earliest one I could see. Now again, I know this. I think this could probably class as reality TV. Now, it was in 1948 in America. Was Candid Camera? Oh my god! Yeah, I think that's reality TV. Yeah. So we had a similar thing here in like the 80s, 90s. Uh, Beatles about, but yeah, Candid Camera hit the TV airwaves in 1948. In this country. And again, I've never seen it, but it's actually a fascinating idea. It's called the Up series. And I don't know if you've ever heard of that. 
It started in 1964, and I think it's probably the first one, like I said, in, in the UK. They interviewed 14 seven-year-old kids. And from then on, every seven years, they catch up with them again. So this has been running for 56 years, but it's wow. a one-off episode every seven years. And I think it was like, it's called like 14 up, 21 up. So every seven years, they find out what they're doing. Oh, wow. I've never seen that, but I'm just, I'm sorry, I've just Googled it now. And they actually have kept up with most of them for all, all 50, yeah, 50, yeah, 56, 57 years. That's wicked, that is. It's something I'd actually want to get into. And for anyone, again, who, who hasn't, yeah, it's called the Up series. If you think about it, to have the foresight then to do that, that really is almost like the, the ultimate reality show, isn't it? Because it's following them through their whole life. Yeah, yeah, it is actually very, very cool, to be fair. And the fact that it's been so consistent as well. And it's, do you know what? If you participated in that program, that's really cool to have like a, a video, like library of your life, almost like at intervals. Yeah, yeah. Um, 74, we had another one, proper like fly on the wall program called The Family. In 1980s over here, we had Candid Camera come out and, and a show called Game for a Laugh, which was similar. Then in 92... And by then, Sky was a, a thing over here. So we got MTV. You had the real world. I don't know if you've ever seen that. They still do it, I think. I don't think I've seen that. But again, it was the kind of, it, it's almost like, is it the precursor to Big Brother? They just threw in a load of strangers into a, a city apartment and, and were then filmed. Okay. So it's kind of like an early, yeah, precursor to Big Brother. And what what's the other ones? Is it like Jersey Shore and things like that? Yeah, Geordie yeah, Shore for us. yeah, Ge- yeah, Geordie Shore. Oh, Jersey Shore. Oh my God! You know, while I'm sitting and thinking, no, I'll bring it up afterwards. The TV show that's related sure? to that. Yeah, because you're going through the history still, and I'm gonna ruin it by jumping backwards and forwards. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll I'll crack on. Then in in the nineties, like I said, late nineties, we had a spate of of really real fly on the wall reality shows that made the early celebrities out of people. So we had one called Airline here, which followed EasyJet, both ground crew and <laughs> air crew. We had driving school, which I mentioned did follow people learning to drive. And and again, yeah, there's there's a real famous clip. I can't remember her name. I think it's Maureen, who her husband, I think, is teaching her to drive. And he's like screaming at her because she's about to veer into like a truck or, or something. <laughs> or, you know, she's not putting a brake on. 2000 was when Big Brother hit our TV screens. So 22 years ago. Now, that was a moment that was, I can tell you now. Yeah. Big and I'm Brother sure we're was... going to speak about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon's Den was picked up in this article, which I, I'd again, I'd argue isn't reality TV. Yeah. I've, oh, God. Do you know what it is? Is it? I, I, I get that one more than any of the ones that we've talked about, because, again, that, that kind of feels really fabricated, doesn't it? Dragon's Den. For the Americans, I think you call it Shark Tank. Yeah, there. Shark Tank. Yeah. It's reality in the sense of it is real people going in, but you're not seeing anything of them. You're seeing a pitch. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, so to me, it's a program with real people in it, but it, I don't see it as reality show. Yeah, because again, by our definition that I've just like thrown on you, yeah, you again to the basis, guy. the basis of the program. Yeah, I, I rescind my previous statement. The basis of the program is the business idea and the deal, as opposed to the person telling the story. Absolutely, absolutely. So, kind of the next evolution then was in two thousand and four was the X Factor. Uh, I think we can agree, obviously, that had a huge impact yeah on populous 2005 i've added this because again i love it and i do think it counts as reality tv for me 
is Come Dine With Me. Yes, that's reality television. Yeah, 100%. Oh my God, who is that guy? Oh, there's so many famous quotes from all these reality TV shows. I hope you enjoy the thousand pounds because you've got as much, um, oh my God, what was it? As much grace and decorum as a reversing dump truck with no wheels on it. <laughs> uh, again, I don't know if this hits hits America. Come Dine With Me is five random people in a town and they don't know each other and each night it's one of their turns to cook for the others and they get scored, don't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. And whoever's got the most points at the, the end of the week wins a £1,000. And they always pick one knobhead for every show, don't they? There's always someone who's a dickhead. Yeah, which always turns me off. I, I much rather see people getting on and having a laugh than that one annoying person that just wants to argue yeah. you know, with everyone. I've got 2005. Another notable entry is The Apprentice. Oh, oh, yeah. You know what? I feel like we can put The Apprentice in reality TV because the tasks are like a side thing in my mind to whether or not the person is likable, if that makes sense. So it's driven by the characters because that's why you tune in every week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it scrapes in for me because absolutely what you said. So it is following them you you are seeing it's not just about the task but it's about how they behave with each other so it's almost like a a, a more structured big brother almost in a way because they yeah. are living in a house and they're doing tasks and it's ultimately a lot of the time it's the relationship between them that makes or breaks some of their their success doesn't it yeah, I feel like in reality, if, if you look at a reality TV program, if you took it off of television, if you would consider it to be a social experiment, it qualifies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And the last one, and like I said, this isn't an exhaustive list, obviously, but I've just tried to go from the start to some of the bigger changes. 2006 was where we got Britain slash America slash everything else has got talent. Oh, wow, that came actually much later than I thought then as well. And again, I've had this in a dialogue with myself is britain's got talent a reality show or is it a talent show because we've had talent shows in the past you still do see the backgrounds of some of the people i, I don't know I, I sometimes struggle with that whether i would class it a true reality show i, well, I one, think oh go on so one thing that i would say is that sometimes with the with the talent shows in particular i would say that a lot of it is manufactured to create a response from an audience for whatever reason so the judges feedback creates a response for an audience like when do you know when like the um x factor or pop it was pop idol wasn't it god yeah pop idol was pop the idol. one version i think yeah, know, that was I, fame academy <laughs> oh fame academy and they had pop idol in the states as well pop idol pop idol in yeah. the states as well didn't yeah they? yeah yeah see that was really about the reaction we didn't care for the people that were good we cared about the reaction of the judges when someone was shit and so that's kind of as well what it is, because if it was about talent, they wouldn't really show you. If it was about securing the best talent and showcasing the best talent, they wouldn't show you the shit ones that everybody takes the piss out of. And they also wouldn't put the terrible ones through. Like, uh, what was his name? Wagner. Do you ever remember oh, yeah. him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or um, who was who was the rapping 45-year-old woman? Hun uh, honey, 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 G, honey G. Honey G. Honey G. And that's what I was going to say, actually. Are we mixing up, are we conflating reality TV with programs with real people in it? Because yeah. before we used to have game shows were, and I, I don't like saying this, real people, non-celebrities. Game shows used to be non-celebrities. Talent shows used to be non-celebrities. But over this country anyway, I'd say in the late noughties, 
everything became, oh, we've got to have celebrities in that game show. We've got yeah. to have celebrities. It was celebrity this, celebrity that. And I think we lost the the non-celeb people being in it. So I, I do wonder now, do we look at things that haven't got celebrity in as being reality now? Yeah, when it's yeah, I agree with you, actually. You're, you're perfectly right. Because there was that period where everything became a celebrity version it was celebrity big brother our catchphrase is the biggest one as well i've not seen a normal episode catchphrase <laughs> yeah. with regular people for like the last eight years it's always like your your b-rate british celebs no offense to the people that are on catchphrase you're all brilliant still but that's what it is and so all of a sudden yeah it's true we've just like and now it's a millionaire right so now we've yeah. got jeremy clarkson who's famous in his own right hosting and it's always celebrities now i see it You've always got a celebrity of something, celebrity big brother. Celebrity that was the this. thing. I used to absolutely growing up, I would watch all the game shows religiously. I loved game shows, right? And again, it was kind of that element of I could go on there and win that those prizes. Another one was uh, Family Fortunes over here, which I, again family in the States yeah, yeah. might be Family Feud. It yeah. was all celebrities for ages. And yeah, then when yeah. they brought them back, it was Celebrity Bullseye. I love Bullseye. It's a dance-based one for those who don't know. I love that it was all celebrities. But can we just say as well, right, with all of these reality shows that turned around and then introduced celebrities, yeah, the problem was is it was okay for the for the first iterations. So Celebrity Big Brother, do you remember? It Was uh, was it Jackie Stallone? Yeah, yeah. She was on it. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, which one of the Jacksons was in it as well? Because I think, was it Michael Jackson's sister and one of his brothers was in it? But you had like relatively big celebrity names. And then it was like one year where where all of like the hype died off of it because no one cared. All of a sudden they were saying celebrity big brother. But do you remember there was that like paparazzo who was in it with like the spiky mohawk and the fake ass? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. It's like, what the fuck? He's not a fucking celebrity. He takes pictures of the celebrities. So yeah, I feel like in reality, it was just, yeah, it, it was a weird period of time. Weird. But you see, I... And you've hit on something else. Actually, before we do that, what was the program you were going to tie in with when I was reading off the oh, program? Oh, you, you talked about Jersey Shore, and then I was going to be like, oh my God, then you had like the Real Housewives of Orange County, Real Housewives of this, Real Housewives of New York, or whatever it might be. It was crazy how many spin-offs they had. And, and that's it. Now you've got, by the definition now, you've got reality shows of everything. We had the... um. And a reality show can be part scripted now. So do you remember? Again, I've not, I've not watched them, but you had, um, was it Made in Chelsea? And the God, only yeah. way is Essex, where they are yeah. real in reality in terms of following real people, but they were put into specific situations to see how they react. Yeah, it was manufactured situations, which again is just bizarre if you think about it, isn't it? Because how's that reality TV? Well, there were a lot of programs that were kind of manufactured, even in like the mid two thousands. Well, that, that must have come out in the two thousands, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking because I used to watch like the American shows, so I remember like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Oh my word! Yes, yeah, that Dog was the great. Bounty Hunter was one. Um, porn stars. Do you know like the one where in the porn yeah, shop, yeah. and then they had the other one which which was like the porn shop, but in like a way rougher area where like people would just want to have fights in the middle of the store. So that to me is again like manufactured real people. So what they're trying to do is create storylines. So to me that would be reality TV as well. And then oh my god, I had one more. What was my last one? Dog the Bounty Hunter, Porn Stars, uh, and Storage um, Wars. 
Storage Wars. Yeah, bang on. Storage I like Wars. Storage Wars, actually. Again, I have to because say. <laughs> it wasn't about what was in the storage unit because they spent about five minutes doing that. And then they spent yeah. the other 25 minutes of the episode on why Dave wanted to slag off this person because he bidded on his unit too much. Like it, that genuinely, it was, oh my God. Was there one guy, was one series where he great, yep. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then we had the shit British version, and rest in peace because I know that he's died now. But there was the guy that used to go boom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you see, I again, I wasn't a fan of that until when we moved house, and I put all my stuff into storage. Then I found that strangely watchable. <laughs> and thinking, yeah, if if that was mine, some whoever's bid for mine would be sorely disappointed. That's the thing. In my mind, reality TV was at its best when it was in its purest form. So airlines was a really good example because what they did is they literally just put a camera crew on an easy jet desk. That's it. And then you had real people abusing real airline staff and showing yeah, real yeah. airline staff. And um, the original series is a big brother, like with Nasty Nick right, who became like a cult hero, they were just normal people thrust into a random situation and they were just spectated as opposed to like manufacturing characters now because it got to a point where if you'd have put the Series 1 contestants of Big Brother in Series 16, it would have never been viewed because nobody was interested because they didn't have crazy characters with like strange quirks about them and that sort of thing. Well, let's let's pick up on Big Brother for a little bit because I think that deserves probably its own mini section. But before we do... When you said Dog the Bounty Hunter, it reminded me of probably my first reality show that I can recall. It was a program called Cops. Cops. Oh, my God. Yep, yeah, yeah. But have. it did follow a police force. I remember it had the, the great tune. And it was almost, for me, the I think the first reality show that I can probably remember watching as a youngster. Now, I don't recall when it came out. But, yeah, it's just hit me when you were talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter. We just had a much less cool version here. It was like called Interceptors or something, wasn't it? It, it was literally like police tracing like somebody who'd stolen a BMX through an estate yeah. and then like they've crashed into a lamppost or something. And like it, it just wasn't entertaining as, as, as much as the idea was pitched. Like in America, they follow the, the police and it's cool because they have this baddie and this baddie and British crime just isn't even at the same level either. The local sweet shop's been done over. <laughs> Big Brother, yeah, hands down, you have to give that some credit as being a programme that over here, at least anyway, I think did shake up TV. I think that first series, you would have been seven. I don't think you probably would have really watched it. You you couldn't have watched that, could you? No, so Big Brother Series 1, I watched, but after the fact, if that makes sense, because I really loved Big Brother for a period, Um, but I never watched that live at the time. So my view is, I think the first two or three series of Big Brother were probably at its best. And I think, as I as I think with a lot of reality shows, as in true reality shows, I think should only last maybe five years. Yeah. Because the idea is gone. But that first Big Brother, it was just amazing. I remember being addicted to it. I think, see, I've got it here. When did it start? 2000. 2000, I think I said that, sorry, yeah. So what, I would have been, I would still would have been very early 20s, right? But I remember being so invested in it that I went on holiday with my parents during it. And I remember calling home and speaking to your mum and asking her what had happened, I think, because it was during that time and I was so caught up. Because again, like you said, we'd not seen anything like that. And, and the characters, that nasty Nick, now... 
you do wonder was anything planned around that now for anyone who either doesn't know or, or overseas there was a guy he got caught cheating because he was slipping notes to people telling them who to vote for and I think he then got caught out and he was getting the name Nasty Nick because it just of his attitude but ultimately he got caught cheating and got booted out and he then became famous off of that he was probably the first real celebrity from that show yeah, because he was like proper, like it was like a public enemy number one type thing with him, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a huge like yeah. TV scandal, which is now like you wouldn't think twice about that happening. <laughs> and the fact that again, like he's still twenty years later referred to as Nasty Nick says it all. Yeah, and <laughs> and um, the winner of that show, the first one, sort of stands out, and then he got his own um, DIY program, Craig. Oh my god! Right? Yeah, you're right. What program was it? Oh, I can't. Renovation. I can't remember. Renovation, something renovation. But yeah, he was a really nice guy. I think he gave his money. Nobody knew at the time, so now every time someone's got a good cause, it's it comes out straight away. But I think he gave it to it was a, if it wasn't his sister, it was a relative had a. Basically, he donated his winnings to a charity or to this relative, and that just made him even. You know, he was already kind of like that cute, cuddly character. Made him even go up even more in people's uh, perceptions. And then, yeah, he got his own DIY show, which (laughs) is another sector that took off. I mean, we had in the early, late 90s, early 2000s, it was the cooking shows. And then a little while ago, it was all the DIY shops. uh, DIY shops, DIY shows, wasn't it? Yeah, DIY, SOS. SOS, yeah. What's that one with that Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen on it as well? Trevor, it was him and they would go into people's houses and do up the rooms and a couple of people would get really upset and burst into tears because they didn't oh like my god th- yeah where they'd like um oh my god what was it they they basically just like styled a room in a particular way and they put like a fucking water fountain in it somebody would walk back into their house there oh was one god, show was it was two neighbors or two friends they would go into the other person's house and they would redecorate the house or the room <laughs> wasn't it so it's imagine it's like I would go to your house, she would come to mine, and you would decorate. And I'll never get one one family, one couple, she just burst into tears because she absolutely hated it. I feel like there was one where I watched where they just put fucking AstroTurf over all of the walls or something. They'd made it look like it was a jungle, like inside the house. Honestly, awful. Hilarious. Hilarious, obviously. But I'm going to have to look it up because it's really bugging me now. Changing rooms. That's it. It's called changing, changing rooms. Changing rooms. Um, <laughs> what's your view on big brother because you would have obviously come to it a bit late to the party like you said but did you not think that in towards the end it just became a let's put the most oddball characters and let's try to get tension from the start yeah that's what it was it was it was literally like how can we make these so at the the beginning i remember big brother being a case of just throwing people into a house and you just thought that some were knobheads because they were knobheads and some were just (laughs) nice because you because they just genuinely were and then it switched at a point where all of a sudden it was like who can we get that's going to be controversial when they walk in it was like can we just pick the most arrogant bastards and can we pick stereotypes of particular characters to go yeah. in and that's to me really where it started going downhill like i remember like like who are your do you reckon like biggest big brother characters that stand out in your mind i remember rex he was the like he was like a, the ginger chef but he was like proper nasty but he was just a dickhead there he wasn't he wasn't set out to be he was just a twat 
basically. But he was brilliant as a character because it was actually just him. You hated him because you genuinely hated him as opposed to it being like an act, basically. See, I wonder if we're at different end because I think I slowly went off it. And sorry, I do just want to go because I did look it up. I just want to give give him the credit where it's due. So it was Craig Phillips who won the first series and he gave his £70,000 prize fund to his friend, Joanne Harris, who had Down syndrome. And that was to pay for her heart and lung transplant. Oh, wow. So, you know, and again, but it, you wouldn't know now, like I said, nowadays when people go in with a motive, they make sure it's known at the start. To, to get people's interest in it. He he just went in, won it and did that. Um so it's, that's pretty so iconic it. to be fair. That that was that was amazing. In terms of characters, it would be the first series, so obviously uh Nasty Nick and Craig. I can't remember what series they're in, but there's one that stands out is a guy called Cameron who came from like the Shetland Islands or something. It was like religious and was really I don't think he might have won it, but he was probably the one person who after winning it, kind of went quiet because that was his life. So you never then heard about him. Cameron Stout, season four. Is it season four? Yeah. Did he win yeah. it? He did win it. He did. Received 1.9 million. Could you imagine? 1.9 million votes. 1.9 million people voted just for him. So that means, so he received 500,000 more than the runner-up, which means that that series of Big Brother in the final, nearly more than 3 million people voted. It's crazy, isn't it? Like they, they'd be lucky to get twenty thousand now because Big Brother's <laughs> coming back. Yes, it is. Yeah, I was going to say on that. ITV, it's... which is like to me, it's like season on ITV. Yeah, season two hundred and fucking eighty-seven or whatever it is. Like we don't want to see it anymore. Yeah, well, thirty-two in the Big Brother house. <laughs> the house meets are I want it back just happy. for him. Yeah, yeah honestly, I'm, I'm worried about him. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, well, it, it was on Channel Four, and it was quite cult viewing then and then it disappeared for a couple of years it came back on channel five which was slightly less wasn't it but now it's coming on to itv that's actually prime time again now isn't yeah, it yeah 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 it is and i've actually i've got stats on viewing figures if you're interested go for it so initial series um season one averaged per episode 4.4 million viewers wow. which is crazy to think it's every night and it ran for 64 days um, you saw kind of a consistent run. So I think it peaked. Season three was 5.89 million. Um, and then you saw a drop off where it went season seven. And that was the one with Pete Bennett, who was, I think, if I remember rightly, a guy with Tourette's. Tourette's, yeah. And didn't they have the one? She's, she just passed away a couple of years ago, I think. Nikki was Graham. Nikki? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was her as well. I think because she, I think, was in a, like a, again, like a celebrity Big Brother or like the Big Brother, but with all the best characters from Big Brother, yeah. basically. I remember those two. And was that the series as well with a guy called Bubble? Bubble. Oh, my God. That rings a bell so, so, so much. That rings a bell. But I can't put a face to him. Bubble, and again, brother. of course, the other big name probably from Big Brother was going to be Jade Goody, right? Oh, Jade Goody was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, then there was controversy in the celebrity one. But yeah, there, there are so many. Oh, Brian Bellow. Brian, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the, see, the, the thing is, these were all people that, for whatever reason, really stood out. And, and something that came to mind when you talk about the viewing figures, some people may say, well, a million isn't a lot. But I think you've got to remember, especially those early series, this was a program with, I'll say nobodies in the sense of nobody knew them. And it was yeah. a brand new concept. So to get that viewing figure, I think, was was superb. And I have to say as well, considering the fact that Big Brother's on every night, wasn't it? 
It would, yes, uh, yes, it was, yeah. It was on every night. So, like, when you looked at some of the seasons, so the longest it ever ran was for 94 days, and that was in season eight, and it still pulled 3.86 million viewers per episode. So, bear in mind that's an episode every night for 90 for three months of the year, which is crazy to think that we just pumped them in a house for three <laughs> months with no contact with the outside world. Crazy. But yeah, that's crazy viewing figures. And then it dropped off. So the last episode, which was season 19, sorry, last season, averaged a million viewers an episode, which I guess, you know, isn't terrible in reality for a, for a show that's on every night for an hour. But well, there was one series, I can't remember which one, but they had to take it off air because there was a fight about to happen and it was actually getting quite leery. So it cut away from the, the show and put another program on. Oh my god, I'm pretty certain. Wasn't it called like wasn't it didn't it go down as like Big Brother Fight Night? All I remember it was it almost turned into a food fight or it was a food fight. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that's, that's what it. kicked it off. And yeah, they just had to cut away. But this is what I was gonna say is do you not think that ultimately after a few years it became a case of I think they were desperate to try and have be the first show to have real real sex, have people have sex on TV. They yeah, were desperately yeah. trying for that. Yeah. And also just to get that conflict. So again, it was what we mentioned in the psychology episodes where people would win a prize and then they at some point they would do this group would get the luxury and the other one would live in the hell the hell side of the house and the other oh, would gosh, live yeah. in the hell. <laughs> so right. you're just doing it. It became then almost like a cliche. And that's why I think can any program, reality show, be genuine after a few years? Yeah, I feel like it always loses the authenticity, doesn't it? So like when you're looking even like with modern examples, I would say that the example that you just said about like just trying to get strangers to have sex on TV is brilliant because Love Island, that's the whole, they're not even secretive about the fact that that's what they want the show to do. And now to me that I watched that, that program one season when I was at university and to me, I would never sit down and watch another episode because the whole premise has just been rinsed. Like this is, we know why what you're trying to do. It's not reality TV anymore. And also it gets to a point where it can't be legitimate because the people that are going in know what the game is. Exactly. They know what, do you know what I mean? They know the script. They know how to play the game and how to play the system as it were. So as a result, you don't get a genuine experience from them because everybody's conscious of what they're they're looking like from the outside and don't want to get booed and that sort of thing whereas and I don't know if social media's probably destroyed that a little bit because like you know the traditional like big brother kind of died as social media died and was that because you know everybody was more conscious of the way that they'd be perceived on the outside whereas in the early days it was just the only thing that they were going to experience was when they got booed when the doors opened and someone got evicted and they would never get any abuse on Twitter because it wasn't a thing. Whereas now everybody's really conscious of that. Like even to the point where in Love Island, they have like challenges where it's like, they'll show you tweets from the outside. So it's like you're diluting right, what the program okay. is supposed to okay. be because you're yeah. turning around and, and, and not allowing it to be genuine. I think. See, I have never watched Love Island, but that's not, I'm not going to be one of those people that say, Oh, I hate it. It's not that I've just, it's just not one that interests me, but it is, it's absolutely massive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, huge, huge. Now, huge. again, I've got a theory that is reality TV popular now because TikTok and YouTube are making everyone a reality star. I, I don't know. The, the, the aim was, I think everyone wanted to be on Big Brother and everyone wanted to be on, on, on this reality show because you saw the people that went in there came out celebrities, whether it was for five minutes or five years or 10 years yeah. some people really went on well um 
the one on um, over here this morning, the, is it Alison Hammond? She was in, I think, Big Brother. A lot of others went on. I think Nasty Nick became a journalist if he wasn't already. He, he worked for a few of the tabloids. So I think people went on there to become celebrities. But now yeah. TikTok is making you your own reality star. And I'm wondering, are we going to see a shift in shows or have we already seen that? Yeah, do you know what it is? Is I think because I think you, you always get that when when something feels new, you always get that immediate like bolster, and then you get bored with the concept because you realise that the people are kind of and and the point that you make as well about social media making kind of anybody kind of like being able to live like a reality TV lifestyle is pretty true to be fair. And like, is that genre maybe also dying out a little bit? But again, I've just had a look at some viewing figures. Do you want to know what average viewing figures are for Love Island? Go for it. So the first season aired in 2015, uh, lasted 41 days, and that only pulled an average of 600,000 viewers. Okay. But take that to five years later, and the one with, um, I I don't want to name them because I don't want to give them any fame, season five, um, Amber (laughs) and Greg were the ones that won that one. Won't tell you who came runner-up because not particularly fond of them. But that had 5.6 million average viewers. Which wow. is a, a hell of a lot for a show every night. Then it's kind of dropped off slowly, slowly. So 3.96, 4.17, 4.46. So again, I feel like you're seeing the decline of just a style of show that, that can't be milked anymore, basically. And then they'll they'll turn around and reboot something else and we'll put them all in a prison and see you can like fight to the death or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> That's the thing, I'll be honest. I, I never kind of got why Love Island would become big. So Yes, we've always had dating shows like a Blind Date. Was that was that a reality show? I guess it was part game show, part reality, because you're then looking at you're hoping these people then hook up and and have a relationship. I guess, but it's probably more on the game show side, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it, I I see Love Island as an evolution of that. Is it's about the dating and relationship, but it, again, ultimately, is about trying to get people to have sex. Right? It's good looking yeah. people. Yeah, that's what it is. And and again, this is the thing. So you're picking contestants not because they're people that you're just throwing together and seeing if they've got chemistry. You're picking all like nineteen to twenty eight year olds, perhaps all with six packs. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like if you if you're just trying to get people to see what what happens if they want to connect with each other in an environment then you would just throw people together of all ages and that sort of thing wouldn't you it'd be more interesting experiment but instead they've all got turkey veneers and they've all got like six-pack abs like what what, to me it's it's just no variety like what 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 is it i don't understand do you ever do you ever have the guy with kind of like a beer belly and you, you know you know what i think there was one and it was a guy called jack if i remember right and I think that was the that, that was the season that I watched. It was with um, Danny Dyer's daughter, Danny Dyer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah that yeah, one there. Danny's, and Danny's he, daughter, Danny. Don't get me wrong; he was a good-looking guy in and of himself, but he just wasn't like the chiselled god that, that traditionally yeah. walks yeah. through the door. But again, he wasn't. I wouldn't have said that he was a Big Brother season two regular person by any standards. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, I've got some questions and some things I want to come on to after. So, if for me. The, the original Big Brother and then to some extent now I do like I, I do have to watch The Apprentice I do like Dragon's Den I do love The Great British Bake Off and I do love Come Dine With Me if they were my reality shows what would your reality shows be you know what this is terrible to say 
The Apprentice used to be a big one for me and was probably the last serving reality show that I watched religiously. But as of the last episode of the series, I watched the first episode and I thought this is just yeah. boring as fuck. Yeah. It's, and again, it's because the concept is dried out to me now. Like, how many times are you going to put these bit? We know what it's going to be. Every year, they're going to send them to a foreign country to pick up a list of items that they've got yeah. no idea what they are. And they're all going to behave like utter dipshits. And we're all going to sit at home and say, I could do better than that. Do you know what I mean? The other thing with The Apprentice is like, you're bringing these five people together and you're saying, Right, I need you to put an advertising campaign for this high high brand now, and then you're you're laying into them because they can't put an advertising campaign in 24 hours together. Yeah, yeah. Where the companies do it over two years. You know? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you're going to go and and pitch to fucking Colgate, right? To turn around, it's like, well, hang on a minute, you're waking them up at four o'clock in the fucking morning, letting them prep for two hours, and then sending them off to like high profile business meetings. And they're being surprised when these poor retail workers who pretend that they've got multi-million pound businesses are fucking it up. Like, what do you expect? It is becoming a caricature. It it is becoming a caricature, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. And what they've done is like slowly, slowly they've... But do you know what the apprentice problem has been? Again, if it just died a death at its peak and you brought it back now, people would love to see it. It's like Big Brother, for instance. If you'd have stopped Big Brother even after 10 series and you brought it back now on ITV, I reckon it would pull 10 million viewers because everybody would love to see what happened because it's been so long. But when these things all trickle out, nobody would ever want to see it again. So it's like Big Brother coming back. I don't want to see it again. The Apprentice has tried to make like subtle changes like, oh, now you're not coming for a job. You're actually going to be my business partner. We don't give a fuck. It's not a difference to us. We know every, what challenge is it going to be this, this, this week? Oh, it's going to be the one from last year where they had to turn around and design a kid's toy or design, do you know what I mean? It's just the same shit. I actually want to see it I want to see them actually do serious tasks and treat it seriously. That might be boring for a lot of people because it's not the drama and stuff like that. But I want to see people do proper business tasks. Yeah, and that's the thing. Now, it's all about our marketing. Let's see if we can get them to dress up in stupid costumes because they're doing a marketing campaign or advertising this. So, no, I want to see them turn around and get grilled because we all know that the best task on the whole program is the interviews. The interview week is the best one because that is where they get sat down by proper business people and they get fucking torn apart because they're all arrogant, right? And we love that. And that's a proper real-world situation because you have to think when you go to these guilt-edged finance firms or whatever they are, right, you're going to get ripped apart like that. And that feels genuine when they do it, whereas all the other ones, again, at this point, now just feel manufactured. So I know that that was a huge tangent, but coming back to your question, your original question about what reality TV... I don't actually think that I watch reality TV in the traditional sense. Like for me, I guess you would I would consider that YouTube is reality TV, depending on what you watch. And for me, that's a little bit more genuine to me because it's a person's lived experience and a lot of or it's something creative that a person has created to do you know what I mean? For me, I don't I don't really see point is you didn't say bake off. I think I'm disappointed. No, you, you know what it is, yeah. And everybody talks about bake off. Oh, I couldn't give a shit whether or not get out pete pete can bake a fucking arctic you, roll or you're, in this, be, you're not in this room with me but get out anyway yeah and, and and do you know what it is right you and all the other bake-off fans are really weird about it because you made that poor guy or that poor woman front page news for throwing that fucking arctic roll away no well do, do you know what it is so i think that is i think that is where the programs are starting to you could tell where they're trying to create things even i've noticed it in the last couple of years you can see by clever editing or 
you, you know, they're laying into someone and then they win it. And it's because, you know, they're trying to mislead or bring the viewers along a certain journey. And it's like, yeah. no, I just want to see cakes. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a foodie. I love food. Well, I'm not yeah. a foodie. I love food. Sorry. And, I, and just make that mega chocolate cake because I, I want to salivate watching you make it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if I was to think about a cooking show, do you know one that I always thought was actually quite good was MasterChef. I thought was always all right. Yeah, and actually that features on the list, and I I don't class that as reality TV. But again, that's the thing. It's because what we do is 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 like we're being taken away. So all of these reality TV shows, what they do is they're taking away from what what like the genuine uniqueness of the program is, and like twisting it to be on the people. Whereas MasterChef was all about genuinely, can this person cook a beef Wellington, or is it going to be shit? <laughs> I'll go back to my point I made earlier that I think people are now uh, are just calling anything with real people in or non-celebrity reality TV. And I don't agree yeah. with that. Yeah. What about Hell's Kitchen? Again, I've only seen bits of it, but I would call that reality TV because, again, I kind of see it like almost like a big brother. It's it's a set up scenario. But again, it is about you're following people's journey in it. Right. Yeah. It's almost like you're investing in the person as well as. So what they're doing isn't necessarily real life, but I think it is the element of you're rooting for your favourite. It's ultimately it's a it's it's like a food based um, X factor, but more yeah, so yeah. than MasterChef because MasterChef I haven't seen it for years, but it, oh god, in the old days it was really boring in the sense of you just had four people cooking and that was it. It was not, it was nowadays it's all you've got to chop a thousand onions in two minutes or something. <laughs> but I think MasterChef to me is just a cooking program. Whereas I think Hell's Kitchen is more about the Gordon Ramsay vehicle for like ex- not exploiting people, but getting a bit of uh, friction and anger and emotion. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, I think you're bang on with that. Okay, let me ask you another question then. We've kind of said it, but can reality TV ever truly be real? And what I mean by that is any program is a setup, is a premise, right? So yeah. can it truly be real? Oh, I think it can be, but only on the basis that the person is misled into into what they're going. Do you know what I mean? In, into yeah, what they're actually yeah, going know, yeah. So basically, I think that was the first few seasons of Big Brother properly legitimate reality TV? Yes. Do I think that once people realised that you could get famous from it? No. Once the public realised that they had power over the people? No. Similarly with Love Island, I'm sure that the first two seasons... Were, were, were really pretty bang on in terms of like the relationships that people built and that sort of thing. So I think from the early seasons, there's a few of them that have been married since. But since then, do I think that that's true? No, because people go in and they've already got management firms set up on the outside. That right, doesn't yeah. make sense. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. You would, ne- you would never do that if you were going in on the basis, on the premise of what the programme was. So I feel like nowadays, and I think it's getting it's getting harder and harder to get legitimate reality TV because even with Gogglebox, for instance, right? Gogglebox is a really good example of what I think reality TV has come to. Because even with the people on that program, when it first started, okay, people are making you laugh. Now it's all about, I reckon, for the people on that show, how can I get a gag reel to be on this program for longer? Because now I get like a Twitter presence and an Instagram presence and ability to work with brands and that sort of thing. So even now a program like that, which is just based on people and originally was bloody brilliant, is now more so based on the fact of, oh, should I shed a tear because this is sad? Should I try and make a funny joke? Do you know what I mean? Again, that now even feels manufactured. So I feel like the only way that you get real legitimate reality TV is in its very first infant stages. 
or if you lie to people about what it is. So if you literally go into a show lying to them about what what they're supposed to be doing, and then you get a a, a different reaction based on like kind of what you're expecting versus what you told them, if that makes sense. Actually, what you just said there about lying to people has reminded me. Do you remember that show? I think it was Channel 4 did where they told people that they were being trained to be astronauts, but they weren't. They were in the back lot. Do you remember that? They were told that. they were in Russia. I think they took them on a flight, but they were basically just circling. Now, I think they went to that extent. They were circling, landed them, uh, you know, landed. I think they may have blindfolded them, but rushed them into this set and basically said they were training to be astronauts, but they weren't. They were on a film set. And it was basically, it was cruel. In a way, it was cruel. Now, I, again, I, I saw bits of it. Just reminded me of what you said about if you're lying to people to get them into the show. So uh, that, that probably stands out. Now, oh my God, now that you've just reminded me, wasn't there a program in the UK where it was like they'd faked a person waking up in like a zombie apocalypse or something? No, I, I, th- that. I think they did a drama comedy of Big Brother House coming out. and No, that's not what I'm thinking. That's not what I'm thinking of. No, I feel like there was a program at some point where like a person they tricked them into thinking or it was like i don't know if it was to do with if it was some darren brown shit or something like that where like the person's been hypnotized there was a darren brown thing which is it's on it's on my board here i wanted to cover but yeah there was a guy (laughs) they made him play an arcade game of a zombie a specific they made it was their own game they made up and then they he basically was hypnotized and then they put him in a building that looked like the house that he played the video game in and he believed he was fighting zombies and in a he believed he was in the video game oh right it might have been something like that it might then. have been that I'll we'll talk about it. that we'll talk about it in another episode because I, I really like that one okay a couple of other questions before we go to it because well we've got an hour and, and we're gonna have to keep this cut down to two hours i think <laughs> is it inherently exploitative <sighs> and okay and i'll add the second question to that is there any good or can there be good from reality tv as well Okay, is it exploitative and can there be any good? Again, I think it's about the infancy of the infancy of the programme. So in its original form, Big Brother, I don't think was exploitative. Then it got to a point where because they were dragging characters in who fit a specific profile, because they knew that they would be combative with other characters, because it got to a point where Big Brother, you couldn't go through an episode without someone having a slanging match or someone being bitchy to another person or someone being snide or whatever it might have been. And that's what they wanted to create. And I think that's exploitative. Similarly, with Love Island, I think that it always has been. Like you have a series where they want you to build relationships with each other. And then what they do is they put each set of couples in in a position in which they are compromised as to whether or not they want to stay with that person. So I think that is because emotionally, that's exploitative in my mind. And I think yeah. that's what Big Brother became as well. But again, they used different vessels to create it. So whereas Love Island is more direct and they create exactly a situation that is supposed to kick something off, Big Brother was the same, but they did it more subtly. In the original days, they just gave everyone booze, didn't they? They just let <laughs> yeah. them drink, right? They <laughs> used to it. get really If it was getting up. boring, introduce yeah, yeah. a party night. It really was. Yeah, it really introduce was. alcohol and then all of a sudden people kick off and then you get characters that are going in that you know aren't going to get on because, again, when you met the characters, you're like, oh, that person won't like that person. And again, it was like, even with the celebrity ones, wasn't it? They introduced celebrities that had issues with each other outside of the Big Brother house, didn't they? 
So it was like, yes, oh, this yeah. person's mocked this person for having an affair, or this person's mocked this person for turning around and like doing something immoral in the public eye, or whatever it might have been. And they'd already had beef. So yeah, I think they are exploitative. But now, and that's the thing, I think that a lot of TV shows now are set up. And even when you look at The Apprentice, like the tasks are set up to make the contestants look like idiots. They give them a really short time to prepare. They give them things that they don't understand because none of them have ever worked in any kind of industry that they're ever doing tasks related to, or it will be really loosely related. It's like, oh, you're going to, you're going to release a a national line of of bakery chains and you need to do the market in and the person that puts them for themselves forward for team managers like i think i'm best qualified because i bake on sundays do you know what i mean like yeah. that's what it is and so they're putting them in situations where they make intentionally try and make them look like idiots and even to that extent with the interviews the interviews are set up because we know they are going to get ripped apart. Like people come out of the interviews crying. Like if you don't think that that's exploitative, there there, there must be something wrong there. Like, But it's also, I, I do question that nowadays because you've seen it all. It used to be like on Dragon's Den, I'd have no sympathy if people went on and didn't know their numbers because yeah. you know they're going to ask you your figures. So by now, you know what needs to be. So I, I think there is also, in terms of exploitative, I think, there is a bias that the show creators are picking people they know may struggle or may not come across brilliantly because that's what's going to get them. You know, because the guy who's got a master's degree who's just come out of university isn't going to be picked over the the person who's put a witty one-liner who, who bigs himself up as, an, as a, the next sort of Wolf of Wall Street or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I think there is a real bias in how they pick people. And we've seen it in Big... Uh, Big Brother, we've seen it in um, X Factor, right? Yeah, they they pick the the, the people that you know are going to be laughed at, and to some extent, I think they did it with Susan Ball, didn't they? I mean, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? To be fair, her first appearance is something that my partner we actually watch on and off every now and then because she has got an amazing voice. But it's you can just see it; the crowd were laughing when she came out. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. She hasn't got the look of a pop star, but who are you all to start laughing at her? And yeah, do you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's quite a, an indictment on the on the viewer, not the viewer, but the audience, isn't it? Yeah, but again, this is what I mean, and that's because they're set up to provoke that reaction from an audience, isn't they? It's like Paul Potts, was it Paul Potts? Yeah, also yeah, had yeah. the same reaction. And oh my yeah. god, I don't know why it's all the opera lot. Who was the guy with the curly hair and the woman that came out and they did opera together? They sung as a pair. And do you remember he was oh, like uh, he was a very big dude, but again yeah. everybody turned around and took the piss out of him for it, even though he sung like fucking Bocelli. Do you know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. Even in the X Factor, the, a lot of the winners they get called boring or stuff like that, and some of them disappeared. There were some really cruel comments made about some of them. What one? Mind you, didn't Cowell himself call one? He, one of the only ones said he's he looks like a serial killer or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, you're right. And then do you remember there was that scandal? Was it in the states on like X Factor where that woman like ripped apart that guy? She was just like, you're 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 impersonating my husband, and you could never yes, ever yeah. be be as handsome as him. And it was just like you've tried to do that for a bit on the show, and that was one moment where it backfired. Yeah, I think she it was got a lot of hate. Yeah, 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 it might yeah. have been. Yeah, she yeah. got a lot of hate for that, deservedly so, because she was being a yeah. bitch. But, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, well, I think yeah. they took her off the show. But yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Last question, and then we'll talk about some other bits and pieces really quickly. 
where do you think the future of reality show like if there is a future i would love to say that there isn't a future for reality tv but the problem is is that do you, i think that we just it's just going to be like a recycling of the ideas that we already have so when we look at big brother comparatively to love island to x on the beach to even like gotcha. like on a looser link to like you know made in chelsea the only wears essex and that sort of thing they are all essentially the same premise aren't they like let's see if we can provoke extreme human reaction from these people by manufacturing a situation so i kind of feel like it's all kind of going to be down the same path like it, it it went big brother went to love island by taking them instead of a, a dreary house where it rains for 60 of the 70 days that they're in there to a beach in spain do you know what i mean in a villa where they can all get naked and oh my god sorry can i just talk about one reality tv show which has been huge over the last few years naked attraction yeah you could talk about that yeah Go yeah on. to me i'm gonna be dead serious i i don't know if i'm like a prude or whatever it is i think it's the most abhorrent bit of television i think so do you want to explain it if, I, i'm not sure if it's hit america so i feel like a program like this wouldn't hit america because i feel like they're they're genuinely in in the states they don't they wouldn't get on with something like this so basically as a premise naked attraction is a dating show and one person will come on um looking for love and what they'll do is there's usually, I think, is there five people that are all sat in like a studio? I've not seen it, but I think it's four, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's four. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can tell that you can tell who watches the yeah, me and Dan. Um, and the four people will all be stood behind a a screen and they will be stark bollock naked, right? Yeah. And they will like ask questions, won't they, to the person. And then after each question round or something, they'll like move the screen from feet up. And then they will eliminate a person until you can literally just see boobs and ballsack, can't you? You basically seen the genitals, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They're asked to make a judgment call on, yeah. on basically how they look. Yeah, and that's what it is. And then all of a sudden, they select them without seeing their face and just seeing their body, completely stark naked. And then at yeah. the end, the person who came on the show to find love also just strips naked. And I just think it's the most horrific bit of television in the world. Like it just uh, because to me, it'll be like, "Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm a school teacher from Essex." It's like, hang on a minute, how the fucking hell are you going back to work on Monday? Like, it yeah, just, yeah. Oh, wasn't there one as program. well? But that's it. I think you, what you're saying is right. And I think it would be a case of where it just ups the ante. So wasn't there one, I think it was called Sex Box. Wasn't it one where a couple oh would have God, sex they go in, in the box? Set, so they'd, yeah, be, yeah. they'd be silhouetted, wouldn't they, I yeah, think? Yeah, uh, again, yeah. I never, honestly, I never saw that. But it's like, it's like just trying to come up with the most bizarre and random ideas now, isn't it? Yeah, so that's what it is. So it's like, okay, how can we make it more extreme? Let's just strip people naked. How can we make it more extreme? Let's just make them have sex. Like married at first sight or whatever that fucking program's called as well. It's like, let's just get two strangers and just get them to marry because we know that something will have to kick off. Yeah. Because obviously, why wouldn't that be a good why wouldn't that be a good idea? Do you know what I mean? And so to me, it's just how can we make it more extreme? It's like, okay, we'll make it Love Island, except what we'll do is we'll put them on a island in the middle of the pacific that's uninhabited and give them no clothes and expect do you know what i mean like to me that's where it goes next it's just the most utterly ridiculous shit in the world and and it does start like you said about a um, naked attraction it does start to feel exploitative and what's the game, game i call it game show what's the show here i can't remember what it's called but it goes no li no likey no lighty oh my god yeah 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 no likey no lighty right friday night but basically, isn't it like how many? Is it twenty or thirty women 
30 women, yeah. It's always that way, isn't it? It's 30 women and a guy will come down and they'll ask him some questions and they'll show a videotape and basically the women then just switch their lights off. And if there is one or more towards the end, he then picks one, isn't it? But Yeah, yeah. They do it on purpose, you know it. They get a couple of people where I've seen it, the video clips where all the women turn all their lights off straight away. Yeah, And it's yeah. like, that's just a humiliation thing, ultimately, yeah. surely. Take me out. Take me out, that's it, yeah. Yeah, when they went to the island of Fernando's or something. Yeah, you're off to Fernando's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, you know what? Now that I think about it, it's an even shit program that I thought it was before. That is really, again, I think that's where it comes down to because it's looking for the humiliation aspect, isn't it? Yeah, because what they'll do is they'll drag out two guys who, let's be honest, won't be the most attractive of fellows, right? They'll have like 25 lights switch off in the outset and then they'll play a video about how they turn around and like have a collection like of stuff. Like train animals. spotting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they'll switch off and then they'll bring some dude out who's like your chiseled guy yeah. who looks good because they've decided to put him in tight clothes and then he'll get 27 lights and then he'll switch the women off because he's got the pick of all of the women. Like, it's just the same shit formula over and over again. It's just so boring. Like, at what point did we go from just seeing what a natural human reaction would be in a in a in just a weird situation to just trying to get people to be twats? And again, and I know it's me and maybe because I'm, I'm slightly more old school, genuinely want to see people almost doing real things. And I don't mean like, oh, making the breakfast or going to collect the post. I don't mean that, but you can you can put them in sites like that. What do you call it? Was well, Take me out. Take me out. Do that, but make it less of a... I don't know how to say it. it, it you can just... When you watch it, you know what you're getting. It's it's Saturday afternoon. Sat, sorry, sorry, Saturday early evening entertainment, and its aim is to make people laugh at home rather than it being almost like a yeah. serious thing of, can you have 30 people and can you genuinely see how many of those you can keep interested in a person do you, know, do you know what i mean yeah like you know what one of the one of the better programs that i think that there was when it was a dating one was what was that one where it was like it was dating it wasn't called dating in the dark but it was like they'd they'd meet each other speak to them completely in pitch black darkness and have like a date it was i think it was called dating in the, was dark, it called dating in the dark and then they'd see each other and decide whether or not they wanted to see each other again basically and that one was a cool premise, but again, by the end of it, it was just like, okay, this person's not good looking, so we're just going to walk out. It's yeah. like, you should be like forced into a situation or something, surely. Like, Well, I think we're going to have to start wrapping up, and there's so many things we didn't, we didn't talk about. We didn't really get into like Britain's Got Talent or The X Factor, or the one you may have been talking about called First Dates, where it's in a restaurant where you've got yeah. about 10 couples having a first date and yeah. whether they then meet up. Before we go, I, I want to read out i found what was supposedly and this is from esquire what the top 10 american reality shows are and the list in order was the real world which i mentioned to you earlier which was an mtv program uh, that's 92 onwards survivor which we don't have over here do we i don't think so never heard of it before imagine i'm a celebrity get me out of here but real people and real scenario they, they are in a real forest not on the back lot of a oh my god hang on a minute i'm pretty certain now i don't want to get cancelled as the podcast but obviously there's been a particular character who's been relatively famous on tiktok um and has been deplatformed on a lot of platforms but i'm pretty sure that andrew tate was on one of these programs it was no he was on big brother no 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 he was on big brother but i'm pretty yeah. sure that he was also on because there have been clips of him like on this show in a beach where they've got tasks and got to build huts and that sort of thing and so i don't know if he did like the reality tv circuit so i think he was on that 
on that to beforehand. Oh, God, you remind me. They all did because um, George Best's son, Callum Best, was on all these reality shows. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul was, Gascoigne's yeah. daughter, Bianca, she became famous for doing all these yeah, shows yeah, as well, yeah. yeah. The Bachelor is okay, next. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, which we actually mentioned in our podiversary being really quite, you know, the amount of awards it's won. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Again, yeah, never I'll... seen that. As much as no, when we do the that. Newsly read, I always say it's my favourite. I've never seen that. <laughs> American Idol. Okay, yeah. The Great British Baking Show, which surprised me. A programme called What Would You Do, which I didn't know about. So it's hidden camera series, which stages ah. inappropriate or illegal situations. Yeah, I've seen this. And they literally just spectate people. So it like yeah. might be like someone being like abused in public or something. And they see if someone would like jump in to... Yeah. To like help a random person. Nine was Love Island, but UK. Because apparently wow. they did try an American version, but it, it wasn't that good. So the yeah. UK version is actually really popular. And the last one is called Flavor of Love. <laughs> do you know what I just, do you know what just strikes me as like just all of these programs just sound fucking shit, don't they? Yeah. Like they just now, all sound <laughs> shit. <laughs> If I do the UK one, now I've got this from planetradio.co.uk, which I know sounds bizarre place to get that, but they have, at least when I saw it, their ratings were based on analysis from IMDb scores, searches on the internet and social media following. So I think this is a fairly good good thing for the UK. So it's okay. Love Island. Yeah, not not surprising. The Great British Bake Off. Yeah. Which again yeah, does again, surprise. Well, it's, it, well, I guess well, in Britain, I, I but wasn't... again... Well, it's a reality or not kind of thing of it. But but yeah, the, the Bake Off's up there. And like I said, I haven't got thought with that. I love it. Uh, Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Gogglebox, which you mentioned. Yeah. And for people that don't know, isn't Gogglebox a program where you're watching people watching TV and seeing their reactions to it? So you don't even see what they're seeing on TV. You're just watching them watch TV. Yeah, basically, um, Gogglebox <laughs> is like the Channel 4 version of a React channel on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, Geordie Shaw. Okay, yeah, yeah, understand that one. Britain's Got Talent. The Circle, which, again, I never saw, but isn't that about, you got to lie, or isn't it about... Yeah, where you're, like, faking who you are to a person, or, like, they've got to see if you're real, and then, like, it's all about whether or not someone can guess if you're a real person or not. Again, I think I've watched a single episode of that, and, again, just can't... can't it's about deception, isn't it? Can't yeah, be, yeah. Deception. MasterChef. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm happy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is First Dates, which I mentioned. Um, yeah, that one's not egregious to me either as a show, to be fair. Again, don't watch it, but not egregious as a concept. I had some other stats, but I'm not going to say it. The only thing I will say, and then I've got one final question for you is, now this was done in 2011. So, okay, it's a long time ago. But an interesting factor is the below was a list of primetime television shows with the most instances of product placement, according to the Nielsen Media Research, and nine out of 10 were reality TV shows. Ah, yeah. With... American Idol having 577 product placements in 39 episodes. That's fucking crazy. Do you remember American Idol? Was it American Idol or Pop Idol that always had the fucking Coca-Cola glasses blurred? All like on the repeats. (laughs) But that is insane. You've got The Biggest Loser, 533 in 34 episodes. Celebrity Apprentice. Now, if that's the American one, I think think that was Donald Trump presenting that. I actually watched the series before. Yeah. 391 in 12. I mean, 
Dancing with the Stars, 390 in 29. The X Factor, 312 in 26. So there's something to be said about that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just one big fucking advert, isn't it? Now, the final question I've got for you, what reality show would you be in? If I could... Oh, is this time sensitive as well? So like, if I could be in a... In a in a time scale, so like an original series of something as well. Then. If you want to, yeah, yeah, I'd say that, yeah. Okay, so I would have liked to have been in an early series of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Fair point, yeah, yeah. And I would have liked to have been in an early series of Big Brother. And I think that's it. I'm not fit enough to go in Love Island, basically. I think so, I think so. No, sorry. No, I do. Sorry, no, that, that sounds really He's, bad. I do Dan's just like, like, yeah. Dan's like, yeah, you fat <laughs> bastard. <laughs> no, no. What I meant was, I think it's fair to say you'd be in an early series of Big Brother. Sorry, that's what I meant. Oh my god, I loaded it out. No, I'm, well, I know. I meant, yeah, you've taken one of mine, so you distract me. I, I definitely think the early series. And what was your other one? Sorry. Um, and then an original series of Big Brother. Big Brother and I'm a Celeb. Um, just because I think that, again, in their purest forms, they're brilliant concepts. And like, I'm a Celebrity is great because you already knew, knew the characters. But I think that if you put random people in that situation as well, it would be just as good of a programme, again, when it's original. You raise a good point. It, I'm surprised they don't do it with yeah. random. It's literally, Why don't yeah, they? Just, Oh yeah, I'm a normal person. Get me out of it. There's just no, there's just no ring to it. Like <laughs> because I, oh, gee, sorry. Like a... Can I just say? Let me just jump in. Mind you, the celebrities that they get in there are barely celebrities as it is nowadays. Like they're either celebrities that were celebrities thirty years ago, or they're celebrities that were an extra one time on Coronation Street. Like you know, I would say I do not like celebrity reality shows I, I i've never watched or i will not watch a celebrity big brother and the only reason being is i don't think celebrities will ever drop their guard i don't think it can yeah. be real but i do like watching i'm a celebrity because to me that's not necessarily a reality show that is making celebrities do gross disgusting and embarrassing things and i'll watch yeah. that yeah, <laughs> so yeah if you did that with non-celebrity it would be more reality because you don't know who they are. They've got no pretense to live up to. So you're seeing the real after effects of, because, you know, a lot of the celebrities, I know we've seen some collateral damage with people because how they've acted, but deep down, they know they don't need to, they're going to get them, you know, they're going to get the money. They're going to make their money afterwards. Yeah. So what risk have they got? Whereas yeah, a yeah. normal person just goes in. Do you know what would be a brilliant concept if with reality TV, there was just one application to be on reality TV? So what it is, is all the, the, the ITV channel four, they all get together. They have a pool of contestants and the contestants just get randomly selected to go on. Something. Oh, that'd be brilliant. It's like it's 49 year old Barry going on Love Island and it's <laughs> 19, year, <laughs> 19 year old Luke going on. I'm a celebrity when he thought his six pack was going to come in. And you know what I mean, that would be fucking amazing. That'd be the ultimate reality show, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're telling people that you're going in Love Island jokes, you're going in I'm a Celeb. <laughs> what would I do? I would do an early series of Big Brother. I would say a Bake Off because I love it so much, but I wouldn't make it past. I wouldn't even get through the auditions because I can't bake <laughs> and, and I'll be out the first week. So no, but I'd be tempted to do Come Dine With Me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good shout. That's a very good shout. Again, fairly straightforward. 
The only thing about that is, oh, we, we haven't got enough time, is that the thing that winds me up about that is for a, a simple little early afternoon Channel 4 light-hearted programme, they take it so seriously. And you know, the, the way they vote, you know, it's like, oh, I, I really don't like that because I think they're a threat, so I'm only going to give them four out yeah. of ten. <laughs> you know, or it's like, you know, the person who who's going last has to be nice to everyone, even though they hate them because they don't want to piss anyone off to get bad score. <laughs> and the person who scored on the first night goes hell for leather for the rest of the week because they've yeah, already yeah, got exactly. their marks. So, <laughs> anything else about reality shows? No, I feel like we could do a two-parter to this. I feel like we should do a second part because... I feel, you know what, we're, I don't know if we can like lean in like a tease because I feel like we didn't even touch on like some of the really dodgy reality TV, like Fear Factor. Let's do, yes, and there are there are so many more. Okay, tell you what, let's come back to it. All right, cool. Anything you want to say before we go? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to say, yeah, please subscribe. If you, if you like what you hear, subscribe, uh, leave a rating where you can. Where can they get hold of us, Lee? They can get a hold of us on Twitter at castingviews or send us an email at castingviewspod at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Real <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 What are you talking about, Dan? You think I was going to fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> and we know there are a lot of podcasts from which you could choose. So we thank you for listening to Casting Views. One, two, three, four. If I want your opinion. I will give it to you. Come on, check what we've got, cause you need.